Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got way too early power ranking, some rumors, and we're going to clean up all the news we never discussed. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake, Trevor Plouffe, out in L.A. and BBD wearing a fun shirt behind the dish producing. It's January 4th, the best time for baseball, they say, when everything is active and hot. So we're going to talk all about it. Jake, how are you doing? James, Travis, BBD, uh, excited to be yucking with you guys. Um, yeah, man, I, we're kind of hoping for that secondary trade season to go a little bit. I, I mean, it's it's funny looking at the free agent pool now. Uh, a lot of the, I mean, all the big names are gone. You're, you know, we're we're looking at Elvis Andrews. We're looking at, you mm. know, because Grinky like baseball mm. still. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the the big free agency door is kind of closed, except for Correa still, which we'll see what happens there. Newest rumor is. Uh, new contract to look a lot different, which that feels like bad news for Carlos Correa. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll Maybe see. Maybe it's the same exact numbers, but a different team. It's, I was just thinking oh, the contract was on wow. different paper or something like that, but, um. Perforated. We, uh, yeah, we got, got some fun cleanup at the end of kind of everything we missed along the way during the chaos of winter meetings. Uh, and Trev, your power rankings, powerful guy. How are you? More things should be perforated, in my opinion. I think there should be perforated band-aids so you can make it to the exact specifications of your wound. I have a wound right now that I would love if someone invented that. So, that's Where's the wound? It's something you've thought about before. I have. I, I One night I just was on the moon and I was like, dude, I can't find a band-aid that fits. I'd like perforated edged band-aids. Um, I have a wound on my leg. I was cooking a pork butt. And, um, I wrapped it, put it in a tray and unfortunately it was a little too juicy. So when I pulled it off, I kind of tipped the tray a little bit and 212 degree liquid went on my leg. That's boiling. You know? Did you cuss? I didn't think it was that big of a deal at the time. Yes. And then now my skin has blistered. <laughs> it looks like I roasted my leg, like a turkey leg, but, uh, I'm doing all right. I still... Get my workouts, and you know that, Jake. I'm in the gym, man. Could have been like Channing Tatum that happened to his wiener. They poured. Boiling. I like Channing Remember Tatum. They poured. He's got a. Water. He's got a burnt wiener. I think he was in a really cold pool of water filming a scene, and then they had had boiling water that they would mix with the cold water, and then pour that on him to warm him up. And they didn't mix it, and they just poured boiling water straight on his wiener. I think that was the story. No idea. I uh, hope Jeremy Remmer's doing okay. If we're talking about Thank actors. You. And let's get right into way too early power rankings. Mm. The way too early power rankings. That's officially like what they're called. MLB.com came out of them and they said, these are our way too early because everyone's just searching for stuff to talk about in January. So um, we're all going to react viciously Mm. to the power rankings. They're a doozy. These ones are a doozy. We're going to get some of our listeners like testosterone up because we're going to piss them off. So the power rankings, way too early, brought to you by our good friends at Roman. Row.co, Jim. That's what people need to know. Row.co, it's the new website. Row.co slash John Boy. And they got everything over there. I'm Trip. going to it right now. It's a digital health clinic for men like us. I added that part. Uh, low T, you know, some... Sometimes you're a guy who's playing ball in Minnesota. The city loves you. People are calling you specialty. You know, a couple moons later, you're, you know, in the backyard burning your leg. <laughs> uh, and you might need, you might have low T. And they've got stuff for that. Get your T levels back with Roman testosterone support. Increase your libido. They've got their discreet wipes if you're trying to last four times longer in the bedroom, four minutes better than one minute for some people. And hey, 
Roman. There are no waiting rooms. There's no hassle. It's straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your own home. If this is something you're dealing with, ED, no thanks. Roman is where you need to go. Row.co slash Johnboy. R-O.co slash Johnboy, and you'll get 20% off your entire first order. 20% off. Trev, it looks like you raised your hand for a question. If you have a car and you like to drive your car, but all of a sudden your car has a flat tire, what do you do? Mm. You fix your tire. I was hoping that was going to be a little more Scott Boris-y, I'll be honest. I thought there was going to be a twist. Yes, I end. mean, it's pretty simple, people. If it's not working, make you can fix it. Mm. Row.co. Use our promo codes. I, you know what? I've done this for a couple guys. I won't say their names. Okay. I don't know if they want that. I think there's a HIPAA <laughs> violation there, but... Yeah. I've done it for them. They're happy with it. Okay. Hey, guys. Last year, 12 teams made the postseason with the expanded uh, playoffs and the new wild card. And those 12 teams make up the top 12 way too early power rankings. I don't think... Oh, they don't. They don't? Yes, they do. Yes, they, okay, I'm just saying. I just, like that's, triple, that's, I just tried to double that's check lazy, it because it seems a little lazy, and I want. I was trying to look for a team that was in the playoffs last year, but their MLB's got them off their way too early. But no, it's just the same top 12 are the top 12, which is a bit of a bummer. They do have, just on the outskirts, the Texas Rangers bumping up. Top half of the league. Over, over 500. Although, is that their... What's six? That's their schedule. That's their record last year, sixty-eight, ninety-four. Okay. Yes. Uh, also, the Orioles are in the top fifteen, and the White Sox are out. That might be a bummer for White Sox fans to see people saying the Orioles are better than you. I don't believe that. By I don't the know. Way. If but I believe I that say, either. Tougher division we, too for the Orioles, which doesn't. We're saying this is a rated. lazy thing. But we actually talked about this yesterday, Chris Rose and I, on Baseball Today. Do you think any team flip-flops and, and one of those top 12 teams is out? Yes. Because we kind of went over it, and I'm not sure exactly who. It could, I guess the Brewers, you could say that. They're not a top 12 team. Are you they, You mean they could get in? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, we've had we've had more teams in the playoffs than ever before. Right? 12 teams in the playoffs. So you'd think, hey, man, like the parity is going to come. But really, the league, to me, is getting more and more top-heavy. And then this 12 here, I mean – you can find maybe one or two teams that you think can jump into it, but I mean, my first 10, guess would be ten teams. My my first way to finagle a change would be: I don't think three teams come from the AL East again. So either the Yankees, Rays, Jays. I don't think all three of them get. I think probably two, and also a hope that you get some more. Um, another team in the Central, two teams from each division, or. Or some team in the West finally claws up and there's a fun wild card race there. That would be my guess is the Rays or the Jays or maybe the Yankees, but I like their pitching. I So, A, I, I tried to bring up the earliest article I could from last year to see some of the power rankings to see what switch. Obviously, the Orioles were big movers and shakers last year. A lot of people had them as like a bottom two team. And they ended up being middle of the pack. I think we did. Guardians were 19th last year on 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 this list I'm looking at. They were a big climber. Uh, I don't know, Jim. I, I, I hear what you're saying. And, and the Texas Rangers, especially after what we did last episode, they're a team you have circled as potentially the second, kind of that second wild card out west. The AL Central, and Trev, I'd, you know, get ready for another year of this. I think there's only one team in the AL Central that's gotten better this offseason, and it's the guard dogs. <laughs> uh, I, I think the, tw- the Twins lost Correa currently. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, uh, the Tigers are in a funk. The White Sox, I mean, they lost Jose Abreu. I, I know they brought in uh, Benny and they brought in Clevenger, but man, like Jose Abreu, that best guy on the field in the middle of the lineup kind of every day. Now, could they have washed off the stink? Uh, from last year, and that makes them the better team in this year. You can obviously talk yourself into the White Sox talent. We'd, we've done it over and over on this show. But, yeah, I, I mean, the Texas Rangers are one of the few teams that really got better via free agency in this offseason. I, I went through it a little bit with Biebs on Wake and Jake today. 
not a lot of teams can you say, like, the needle really ticked up. Um, and that's where the Rangers have one of the biggest jumps on this list, or, or from what you'd expect. But like Jimmy said on, on the last talk in baseball, the Rangers as an organization, we kind of, we don't really respect them yet. Um, you know, we've... They've, I, not what I said. They haven't earned respect. <laughs> that's okay, let's trap. clear it up. I don't like the bottom of their lineup. I don't disrespect them as an organization. Well, you were saying if, if you were saying if what the Rangers did this this offseason was the Red Sox. Yes, or another what I team. said was we don't know who they are and their full plan. Right. I didn't say I'd disrespect them as an organization. That's okay. Trav's talk. I I think I was saying as fans, we don't respect Fair. what what the their Rangers expectations have done. are not through the roof. Like if a team like the Dodgers or the Yankees, that's, a, that's what I was saying. I'm sorry. Jimmy respects the Texas Rangers. I'd, I'd like that on the record. Enough teams think I hate them. I don't need you guys putting it in my mouth for them. That's okay. true. That's true. Um, I, I think baseball fans don't respect what the Texas Rangers organization has been in recent years to give them respect for what their off season has been or their off seasons have been. So they're, they're the wild card. Can they get into Mariners land and compete for one of the wild cards this year? Or are they going to be battling the Angels uh, again for whatever the hell third place looks like? Because they were 60, 68 and 94 last year. They're, they're one team that you kind of look at, and I've said this about them before, I, and, and I'm starting to respect the organization more. Some of the people who maybe I didn't respect aren't really in positions of power or have left. So it's it's changed, and they have operated completely differently now. So they're still a prove-it team to me. You know, They look good on paper for the most part. I think the lineup is still a little thin, but you can you can dream upon it, but you got to prove it. And I think that's that's fine. I think Rangers fans are okay with us saying that they have to prove it. Uh, the Brewers to me, can I like, can you guys help me quit the Brewers? Because mm. I I just can't right now. You know, all we wanted them to do last year was make an offensive upgrade. They didn't really do it, but you know they've they've done it a little bit via trade uh, this off season. You know, looking at that lineup, you know, bringing in William Contreras, Winker, and um, who's the other guy they brought in? Uh, uh, Toro. Toro, Graham Toro. He's I going like to Toro as a player. I think I think this is a guy that can go to, to Milwaukee and thrive. It's a great hitter's place. When you go there, the confidence level, you know, goes up. Now you're gonna you're facing some good pitching, and things might be different in the NL uh, versus the AL. But I think Winker's gonna be comfortable in that division, obviously. Um, so they, if he can get back to form a little bit, I think this team like still has it in them, man, and like. If you guys can convince me to, to not believe that, I'd like it because it feel it feels like they break my heart a lot. No, believe them at fourteen is a little have low. fun. Nice stadium, cool mascots, clumsy. I'm found power rankings from last year from ESPN. Jake, I don't know okay. which one you had. Did you have MLB from 2022? I had our friends at Pitchers List. Okay, because the ESPN ones for 2022, they had four teams that in the top 12 that did not make the playoffs. They had the White, White Sox, Sox, the Brewers, the Red Sox, and the Giants, and all of them didn't make the playoffs. So it's easy to go 12 and 12, but I do think there's going to be shakeup. I don't know where. What were our rankings? Our, uh, mm. our TPP rankings that our fans voted on. Yeah, it's our audience. Were... And that will be happening soon as we are prepping our TPP team profile and projections. We will be sending out this week or early next week. And if you haven't done it with us the last three years, you guys rank the teams 1 to 30, and that is the order in which we do the episodes. So be on the lookout for that, Paul, and yep. we'll see. And we can see out. how bad they were last year. Maybe by the time you're listening to it, it's been out. Last year it got funky because of the lockout. Sorry. but Yeah, because all the moves year. happened like after we did Back the to normal. Sure. Now like a lot of the moves are done besides Korea and, and some you know little ones. Hopefully a couple trades. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, I had a rumor that I heard that is pretty not unfounded, but I just thought I wanted to get your guys, uh, everyone puts a guess in, if it is true. What was his name? Will Carroll said yes. two teams are going to be sold. And he, he heard that two teams were going to be sold in early 2023. The obvious guesses are the two teams that I thought were like officially for sale, but I guess it's not official with the Nationals and the Angels. I just thought, yeah, those aren't, aren't they trying to be sold? But apparently they're not officially for sale. They're just right. rumored. Do you think there's a surprise third team that you would be... Uh, Eyeing to get sold, Trev. Which team do you want to be sold? Which team do I want to be mm, sold? Yeah. I mean, I could tell. Mine's with a the few, A's. But 
Yeah, um, I mean, the A's, I think uh, people have been clamoring for that. The Reds, I think different ownership there, people have been asking. Um, but yeah, we heard the rumors about the Nationals and who's the other team? Angels. And Oh, the Angels, yeah. I mean, these are all interesting plays here. I mean, if you're looking at the franchise values, like they're pretty high right now, you could think some teams are looking to capitalize on that. Um, it makes sense because you're talking about new stadiums too. Yeah, that was the, uh, the other the part of the room. A's would be part of that. And you know what, man? I don't know what to tell people in Oakland. I don't know what to tell them. There is a very significant fan base there, and they are passionate. I got to play in front of them, and it, it really is like a very good baseball fan base there in Oakland. Uh, but as they're currently operating, like it's just not – it doesn't feel like a big league place. It doesn't feel like a big league park. It doesn't feel like a big league. They have the, probably the best ratio of uh, people in the ballpark watching the games are diehard fans. They're, which is they're great. What you the don't people want that are there are great. But you know, like the way that team operates and the ownership and getting rid of you know players that have come up in your organization right when they get good, like it's tough. It's tough for them. It's tough to watch that. It's tough to be a fan of the Oakland A's. And I admire those people who are out there all the time and in the bleachers and and, in the outfield and bringing their signs and just, they make you feel special there, but it's been a tough go for them. And I, I, it's like, I want the team to be sold, but I don't want the team to be moved, but it's probably best. And it's just a very difficult situation to even wrap your head around up there, man. I wish it was a different, I wish it was different. Yeah, it's, it just feels like there's going to be a sad Jeff Passan article in 20 years that's going to be like, uh, the city of Oakland lost $8 billion by losing their sports teams in, in the past, you know, 20 years ago. Dude, they lost the Warriors, they lost the Raiders, and, like, it ain't looking good for the A's. It's crazy, and, I mean, the Bay Area is so booming, and, I, I mean, Oakland's, like, becoming a part of that and it, it sucks that they could be such a good baseball city having that owned as their one thing again look at the san diego effect um i know the fan base that probably wants to be mentioned is the team that kind of hates their ownership group the most i think is the cincinnati reds right now uh i i don't think there's any smoke to fire of selling there i just know i i follow some very nice friendly reds fans on twitter that say some very not nice stuff about where they currently stand with the state of the Cincinnati Reds. Um, I, I mean, the other team that just jumps out as like, you guys could do this so, so right, is the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, that stadium, you live in a city of like rabid sports fans, and look how well run the Steelers and the Penguins have been, and the city thrives on it. They're looking for their summertime activity. They love Pittsburgh. Um, and, and that stadium is just so beautiful that I, I, I hope in, in a couple days and couple days in the future, uh, some point in the future, we're talking about a pirates type Padre situation where they go and they ball out and they feed into what, what that city can be for baseball. Cause man, uh, that'd be awesome. I got an idea for them. Okay. Ian Happ, almost a free agent. Mm. From Pittsburgh, bring the hometown boy back. Pay him nine figures. Neil Walker comes. He's the new manager. Yes. And we just go hometown boys. And there's like a sandwich shop that puts fries on their sandwich. Every every day, uh, bring that for spread. And just go all in on the Pittsburgh aspect, man. Gorgeous over there. I love Pittsburgh. Oakland got a new mayor. Maybe that'll change, Mm. I think. The end of last year. Well, it is wild. That's why Bud Selig's such a hero in Milwaukee because, you know, you can get one mayor that's like, nah, not using our money to fund sports, even though it builds a whole economy and helps out a lot. We're just not into that. And then the city loses all their teams. And now you're like, that's like in 20 years, like, oh, yeah, well, that one mayor came for four years and she just took away all sports. Interesting. Took away my hobby. I know. I have friends. I have like I had diehard Raiders fans, friends that are just like don't watch anymore. Same with they were they were also the Warriors. You can still watch. They just went across the bay. Whatever. Still tough losing them. Yeah, it'd be cool if it was a surprise team. If it was like the Rays have a new stadium or they're moving or they're going somewhere or it wasn't 
what you expect. Well, it feels like the Rays just kind of got the momentum. I, I mean, even with our guy Brett Phillips, who grew up in the area, and he's like, I, <laughs> I was like a raised Rays fan. <laughs> like, I, I grew up liking the Rays. I, I feel like Tampa just kind of hit that, what was it, 20, 25-year mark that the area has grown to be Rays fans. And I think they get the TV numbers and stuff. I, I'd have to check into that again. Yeah, well, but, it could be a new stadium, but in that area right, still. That, that, that could change our mindset and perception of the Tampa Bay Rays. And by the way, that's a city that they've got NFL. They've got hockey. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. Um so hopefully there's they draw really well, both those teams too. How great would that be if there's there is a twist on this that you know we've talked about Vegas for a while now, some Nashville, Portland, Charlotte, we Montreal. One of those cities, it would be so cool if in the next next year or two we got the the plot twist that like, no, the Rays are gonna be Tampa's team with the new stadium. Yeah, well, you Oakland. need your stadiums to be on the top 10 things to do list. Like, the trap isn't in the top 10 things to do list no. if you're visiting the Tampa it would Bay area. be on area, the bottom 10. And neither is the Coliseum because you want people that have no interest in the sport at all to just be like, this is a nice thing that people do when they go here. Well, that's what, that's what baseball has. Like, this is what yeah, we... That's, yeah, that's what I a lot of who the... It was. it was Avado talking about that. Like, we have the summertime. Like, we... That's... People are on vacation. Like your kids are off. Like you need things to do. And if you have a beautiful stadium, you're right, James. Like doesn't matter, you know what the team is doing necessarily. If you have this nice stadium that people want to visit, now does that go away eventually? Sure. Like you don't have like the ballpark eventually loses that new luster, and you have to put a winning team on the field. But initially, I mean, that's drives revenues big time. It does. All right, let's get to the, the trades, and there's a bunch of stuff that we missed. Guys moving teams, uh, trades, signings, all this that we haven't talked about. The biggest one, I believe, well, that everyone's got a different opinion on that, is the Blue Jays trade. This happened like a month ago. Toronto acquires Dalton Varshow. I, like, I think it was like a week and a half ago. December 23rd. Well, with the holidays, that feels like a month. because I. Had Are we still on the holidays? I asked Jake that. It kind no. of feels like it to me. It oh. we, it does in the city. There's no traffic. I I can I drove in. A, I have Egyptian a, a Christmas. It's cold in L.A. That's why Trevor feels like it's the holiday. Ooh, I, think it's this I still have Egyptian Christmas, bro. I can't even take my Christmas tree down yet. It's for, it's driving me insane. Yeah, it sucks. I'm out on that. Like me and Katie did that so quick. Uh, Toronto acquires outfielder slash catcher Dalton Varsho. I don't think he's gonna catch anymore. I think he's officially losing that and just becoming outfielder Dalton Varsho, even though that might stick around for a while just because it's fun. Like, people yeah. still say that about IKF, but he hasn't caught in forever, and he was not going to catch anymore. Uh, from the D-backs, D-backs receive Gabriel Moreno, catcher, who was their number one prospect, but the Blue Jays kind of have a ton of catchers, and Lourdes Goriel. Mm. Mm. Jake, how do you feel about this as our resident snake? I love this. For my D-backs. Um, Dalton Varsho, short king of the world, listed 5'10", uh, and he's just not. And I love you, Dalton. And the dude might be a star. I, I know Trev was Trev got into the defensive numbers a little bit, and he's been geeking. He's got to play a little catcher in Toronto just to show the new team he can. He played, I think he caught 31 games last year. And, uh, and I think the... the Blue Jays GM when they got him has a quote saying like, and we do like that he can be our third guy. Yeah, I mean, he's happens. he's just got to show that. I got him, the over-under for me would probably be like eight games. I, but he's going to be an outfielder because he's shown he can hit and they want to keep his body intact. Um, there's some shift numbers that his numbers might boost. The only thing that worries me is uh, Don Varsho's good young ball player, but he kind of, Trev, you know this, he, he got adjusted to his division and his home field and things like that. That, you know, jump into Toronto uh, in a new division. You might be learning some new pitchers and stuff that, um, you know, if, if his numbers land around where they did last year, which, you know, 27 homers, a 745 OPS, 109 OPS plus, you know, that's a solid season. I, I guess the thing on the Blue Jays side that surprised me with this, because we initially heard it was Gabriel Moreno uh, for Varsho, and you're like, ooh, all right, big prospect for a, a younger guy who's broken out, interested Lord Escuriel's in there too, and by the way, like this guy has put up, yeah, but one Dalton year. Varsho's right, but he's put up Dalton Varsho's season. So in the scope of Toronto, for this one season, uh, I don't necessarily love it. I, I like that they get Varsho obviously for the next 
couple seasons, but you know, at just looking in on the Blue Jays, they've lost Lourdes Gurriel and Teoscar Hernandez this year. Varsho is in and Kiermaier is in. Offensively, I, I think they might have lost something there. Defensively, they could have gained a lot. Um, that's I think that's the whole point, though, yeah. is they they understand you know they can score runs, run prevention, run prevention, not so hot with the Blue Jays. So you have to figure that out. I think every front office has to decide you know what kind of scale we're gonna or not what kind of scale like what's gonna be on the scale. The Phillies went all in on offensive production last year. They went to the World Series. Um, the Blue Jays kind of were on that train. Like, let's just bang the ball, score a ton of runs, and see if our young guys can field the ball a little bit. This is going to help their outfield defense. I think I think good teams get to a point where they realize that we need to have kind of a banger outfield defense. That is the name of the game, dude. Preventing extra base hits is all they ever talk about in big league clubhouses now because you can't string together three or four hits, but you know, extra base hits drive in runs. They get you into scoring position, obviously. So like they're trying to do that. And Varsho, talk about the numbers. Last year, categorically was the best defensive outfielder around. And it wasn't even close. And that shocked me. And I don't know, you're 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 a Varsho guy, Jake. Did you did you know that? Like, did you I I had no idea. And they bring in Kiermaier, who's not what he used to be, but he's still the sheriff out there in Varsho, and you got Springer. And like I think now we're looking at a, obviously a much better defensive outfield, and I think they're willing to give up a little bit of offense uh, for that to be the uh, the case. Did you know? Did you know? I knew by the end of last year when we were doing all JM team and stuff like that because Varsho snuck into those conversations. I, I mean, you know. High twenties homers and you're playing good defense. He was he found himself in the catcher and the outfield conversation, which, hey, man, maybe if he doesn't have to worry about the pitching staff anymore and you know, Toronto's been a hitter's place, like it, if he continues to tick up, um, yeah, it, it could be awesome for the Jays. Yeah, and I, I think the years are the years are a big thing, right? So obviously they had two outfielders that they were gonna lose at the end of this year. Right with Teoscar and Lourdes Gurriel Jr., they're both one year left, and they found areas where they can go use those to get more years of what they consider probably the same end result, but a little different concoction to get to that result. Where you know uh, the average is lower for Varsho, but the defense is better and the pop is kind of similar, and you get them for four years. You don't usually see guys get traded with this much this much on there. I am wondering, and I just want to. I was reading Blue Jays fan stakes. This is a pretty big shakeup. It seems like the celebration crew in the dugout is kind of torn apart. And that was a big part of their vibe of their, and they were lax, man. They made errors and they played really sloppy ball. They were not a tight unit. You bring in just a kind of a different mixture of personalities and, and shake that up. Like the jacket's got to be gone now. Cause I think that was a Teoscar Vladdy and Guriel thing. And kind of like, thank God. Yeah, thank God. A little bit of that culture. This seems like they're changing the culture in the dugout a little bit, which I think from the outside, and we're not fully in there, it is. it seemed like, yeah, you guys need to kind of like head down and win before you keep being the king of the quotes. Well, Kiermaier's kind of king of the quotes, so he's he might come in and help that. I mean, he might come stir the pot hard. Like, you guys think you can talk? And then he's going to lay down a rap for him. And they're going to be like, oh, shit, maybe we should just be cool and not talk. When you have a platinum glove, you mm. can do a lot of different things. And I'll allow it. I'm, I've, been, I've had this take on this show before. I am just not a big dugout extra celebration type guy. The, the laundry cart, tough. The jacket, tough. What's up with the AL East teams? Like, relax a little bit, guys. Well, it's because baseball players are inherently soft, Trev. Because the sport is so hard and such a grind that you guys are like the nicest bunch of people ever. And you're like, keep your head up. You know, you got to celebrate the same way no matter what. Can't get too high. Can't get low. So now what we have is all these teams and these kids being like, well, we set, we do the cart uh, when we uh, hit a game-tying home run. We also do it when we homer and we're down 10 nothing because you just got to stay the course. And it's like, no, you should celebrate the good stuff and not really celebrate the kind of like, eh, stuff. But... Hearing you and all the ballplayers talk, it's the nicest bunch of people ever. Oh, like, ballplayers, you. you guys are just, like, compliments 
like the wives when they first see each other. Like, love your purse, nice <laughs> shoes. That's what you and all the ballplayers wow, see. You're like, great... dude, you raked last year. Like, oh man, look at them kicks. That's so, hitters. Hitters have to we yeah. we pump each other up. It's all a the game time. of failure. So I understand. Difficult. Yeah. But all the celebrations, I would love the cart and the jacket if they did it only when like it was, you know, let's Moments. get up for it. Moments, not every single home run. I can't get going down this topic. All right, all right, all right. We're out. We're out. But let's talk about Gabriel Moreno on the D-back side of this because I think that's that's interesting. And I know you're our resident expert, Jake. But let me get a let me get something out, and then we'll we'll, we'll test uh, not test the baton. We'll toss the baton to you. We're tossing we'll hand it. it to you. I Ask think most of the time they just I don't think I don't think you can throw the baton. I'm not sure mm-hmm. about that. Uh, you get Gabriel Moreno, and you have uh, was it um, not Jansen? What's the guy? Carson Kelly. Is the catcher there? What about yes. him? Gabriel Moreno is an absolute stud. Top prospect in all of baseball. Uh, obviously, the top catching prospect. But this guy is a game changer. And when you do, James, you mentioned like Varsho getting traded with that much control. To get a guy like that who put those numbers, you're going to have to give up a top prospect. This and for the Blue Jays, you know they they're dealing from a position of depth. Um, I think this one hurts a little bit for them, but they're in kind of like win now mode, so they're they're okay with it. And your other short King Alejandro Kirk is there and he can bang the ball around a little bit. Catcher's also uh, a position the- that um, at the top level teams that have been winning recently have not cared about offensively. So sure. It's, it's kind of like a cheat code. This is like a, a good tight end in fantasy football. Like when you have a, a offensive minded catcher, it, it kind of puts you ahead of the curve offensively because most teams, like you said, just don't, like they go look at catchers' numbers, man. They are just not offensive numbers. They're just really bad. But Moreno has a chance to be like an absolute stud. So I, I like this move for the D-backs because I do believe that you know they're still a couple years away from competing. So it's like let's let's let these guys go play. They have a bunch of young outfielders there. Uh, another reason they were allowed they were able to let go of our show. Uh, we saw some of these guys come out last year and and make significant impacts and have some stretches there. But I believe this is kind of what we're going to be seeing with the D-backs is let's run these young guys out there. Let's bring in a veteran like Evan Longoria to help them out because he is, you know, as I've said many times on this show, he is like the ultimate guy to watch, like the way he works and everything. Like he's going to be so good for this clubhouse. And I think this is going to be a year where we just see, you know, let the kids play. They're going to let the kids play here and let's see what we got. And then you kind of make the determination of where we're at in our window. If we're going to go be, you know, aggressive in free agency. I think this is a big, like, let's see here uh, for the D-backs. And if you're a Diamondbacks fan, I think that's awesome. Like, I think this is like the beginning of, okay, let's get back into the fold. We've been out of the fold for uh, quite some time here uh, with the Diamondbacks, but I think we're starting to see them, start that upward trend into the window, if you will. Mm. Mm. I'm ready for the window. Um, No, yeah, I mean, Corbin Carroll and Gabriel Moreno are two top five prospects in baseball that will be playing for them next year. So let's find out what they are. I I mean, if those guys are the truth, you're right. I mean, you start making a – if you're the D-backs, you can finally kind of make that two-year plan or something like that so you can bump it with the Padres and with the Dodgers in the West – um, yeah, let, let's see what the kid is. Cause yeah, if he's anything like his minor league m- numbers, um, you know, there's, there's a chance they could bar show him and he could end up finding first base or something like that. Cause he is really hit in the minors over 300 high on base too. Uh, so it, it seems like it's there and yeah, I mean, if he can be a part of the organization and play, uh, for five, six years, I like it for the snakes. And I, I guess, just kind of closing out on Toronto a little bit for me. Um, you know, we we keep talking about how they're in their window and we do the movie quotes. I, I guess, you know, they got Swanson to be in the bullpen for the next few years. They got Farsho to be out there for the next few years. I, I guess for me it's just it's a little bit of a mental exercise to be like, I, I don't know if they might have sacrificed a little bit for this year, which I don't, again, this is a team that hasn't won a playoff game. Yeah, I don't think the trade off there is that much. I mean, they have they have so they have so much of this crew, you know, Barrios, Gossman, Springer that are on the books for the next four years. They got uh, fucking Bichette for the next three. Oh, Biggio, 
whatever with him right now. But the Vladdy for the next three, like their window is the next three years. And they also got Kirk for the next four, Manoa for the next five. Like if anything, now is the time to say we're not just going to go all in for next year. We're going to use pieces because they're gone anyway. Now the next moves they can make are sprinkles because now they have like a really deep position player core locked up and three starting, four starting pitchers, four, three or four starting pitchers, top of rotation guys locked up and five position players at key positions. So then you go get your one year guys in free agency to just kind of sprinkle and add. But I, I like the move for them. I mean, I don't, the Diamondbacks, I, they're not trying to win this year, and I don't understand. They seem like they're putting a lot of lines out. I, I, I think this is a great trade for both teams. Where they're at in their organizational window, this makes sense for both teams. I mean, this this Toronto team, I know that – I think you don't say the T, right? We keep messing that up. Toronto. Mm. This Toronto team. Oh, uh, Canadians. Nice on around. paper, bro. Like, I, I get excited. I forgot Chris Bassett went there. Yeah. Yeah. Like they have a very, very good top three starting pitching with Manoa, Gossman, and Bassett. And then Barrios, my guy who I dream upon all the time. Can you have a bounce back year? Are you going to be comeback player of the year this year? I mean, they also got Chapman, right? So Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, Kirk, Chapman. Chapman's one more year. This is this is his Okay, life. so this then so Varsho. How long's Wit there for? One more year? It was, I think also one more year. So they had four guys that are in their starting nine that were on last year. So they wanted to move two of them and use them to get longer-term guys. I like it. Oh, In the end, I don't think the Blue Jays got that knocked this year. I think the pitching helps them and the defense helps them. I agree. Get an impact. Lefty. It's a tough division. They, they, they did need a lefty. Yeah. All right, where do you want to go next? Uh, Philly's got Taiwan Walker, Matt Strom. Craig Kimbrell signs a one-year, 10-mil deal with the Phillies. Anyone got thoughts? Dirty Craig, your guy, Trev. Rotational depth uh, with Taiwan is, is really nice. Obviously, they lose Eflin. I believe he's with the Rays now. Yeah. Um, so that was something that needed to be done. I mean, look, they're they're looking to run it back. I mean, they their team was predominantly set. They go get Trey Turner as well. I mean, this is a clubhouse that's a lot of fun. They're in a uh, really tough division again, but they have that taste in their mouth now, man. Like every single person that you talk to that's been to the World Series is like, I don't want to play any other baseball other than that, and just motivates the shit out of you to get back. I saw it with the Blue or not the Blue Jays, the Royals in 2014 when they lost, went back in 2015 and won the whole damn thing. And that's what they kept saying. It's like, you don't even know, man. Like, you got to get to the playoffs. You got to get to the World Series. It's the only baseball that fucking matters. And until you're there, you don't know that for real. And I think this team is, like I said, they got the taste for blood now. I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. I mean, Trey Turner to that team? Are you kidding me? Yeah. They, they got a top four in their rotation. Uh, Nola Wheeler Suarez Walker, mm. like that. Uh, their bullpen, which used to be a joke, uh, Sir Anthony Alvarado, Kimbrel, Bilotti, Strom, Brogdon. You, you know, they, we saw it in the postseason. It came together, and they added a couple pieces there. I mean, it, it's how good are they going to be in the regular season? Like, you know, Castellanos wasn't great last year. They add Trey Turner. Harper missed a chunk of the year. Um, I don't know. I mean, this team made a World Series run. Are they going to be? Next year we find out, is this going to be a team that competes with the Mets and the Braves during the regular season and they can go for 95 and 100 oh, games? Yeah. Or are they just going to try to be this new Trojan ship, sneak into the playoffs, and then beat you with their big boys? They're, they're going to be very, very competitive. This roster's legit. And I don't think they're done. They can make moves for the bullpen. I think that's you know, the bullpen's the last thing that comes together during a season. You kind of mix and match until you find the right recipe. This is what I keep saying, man. These teams, this this league is so top heavy right now. It really is, dude. AL East, NL East. There's six teams right there that are going to be in the playoffs. I like the Phillies as a team to pick up some of these veteran pitchers on a one year deal that are still out there. Cueto, Waka, Granky, something like that. They they got Bailey Falter as their five, and I don't think they have any budding prospects that are supposed to be like game changers. And 
if you're a team that looking to be in the playoffs, you kind of want seven guys there. So it seems like they might have some spring training invites or get one of these veteran pitchers on a one-year deal. Like, I kind of would have liked Kluber for them. Better than the Red Sox as, like, their like five extra one-year deal guy. Because that's the only area where I see, like, they can still add. Not maybe, like, like a, a game-changing arm, but just some depth to that part of their rotation. This is one of the best lineups in all of baseball. I'm looking at it right now, and I think you can make a case for probably the Padres, too, uh, with what they've been able to do and who they've been able to bring in. Uh, but as far as, like, one through nine, like, I think this might – this is close to the best lineup in, in baseball. Kim Bang, got to catch some balls, too. Uh, Sean Murphy, Braves do their thing. Trade and sign. He signs a six-year – $73 million extension, $15 million team option. He's 28 years old right now. Wow, that's a wild. Good for him. Murphy, Olsen, Albies, Riley, Harris, Acuna Jr. Locked how many up years did 2027. How many years did Murphy have left? Uh, I think he was a two-year guy, right? So they probably Yeah, I'm trying to think if it was two or three. I, I think two. I think it was two. So, yeah, I mean, you talk about locked up course. There's that one doesn't seem necessary. I like him. This is what they do, man. Like they, they, like Jake just mentioned, all the guys they have locked up. I mean, this is it's kind of like unprecedented. We haven't seen like a nucleus like this uh, be able to stay together for for as long because it's it's. I said this on baseball today. Like Alex Anthopoulos is getting a lot of praise here. Uh, for like locking these dudes up, like oh what a, what a great GM. But it's like, no man, like this is these are no brainers. You got a, a core here, and you're looking to like save money in the long run. Like offer these guys deals, um, and it's worked for them. I think the the praise needs to go to the scouting department, the uh, the player development. Like they're to be able to even think about locking this many players up, you have to have good players. You have to draft right. You have to develop these guys. Um, and then, like, obviously he's made some trades to bring these dudes in, Murphy and, and Olsen. Um, but I, I feel like they've just kind of gotten lucky with a lot of these guys, man, because we always say the draft is a crapshoot. I'm going to give credit to them for scouting and, you know, and, like, figuring that out. And obviously developing, that's there's something there, but – and there's got to be like a little bit of a luck factor there too. And they've just, they've capitalized on it. And that that's what good organizations do. They realize when they have a core, let's keep them together because it does make it a lot easier. If you know who your teammates are and you know, you, you understand how to play ball together, then you can bring in people, you know, randomly, uh, but you have the core and, you know, I just, I, everyone says it. And we probably said it too many times on here, but this is going to be a team that just is there every single year. Just, Lock them into the playoffs for the next, what, five years? Pretty much. Crazy. Yeah, with a team with so many DHs, locking up a catcher for that long seems odd to me. Or just unnecessary, I guess, would be more I put it. How many teams that are in, like, a window have, is Real Muto the only one have, like, high money catchers? But there's not a high money. It's not a high money catcher, dude. Six years, seventy three million. You're talking like yeah, you know, but like I think twelve. Everyone else is like at six a, a year arbitration or nothing. They've saved so much on the other guys. Like I opinion. guess so. That's uh, yeah, what, yeah. That's I just you had them for two years. I don't know. Braves feels like they just did this because it's part of their machine. It doesn't seem like a necessary move. Could be incredible value if Murphy keeps playing at the way he plays. The bigger deal, we talked about this, is what's going on with this donating 1% to the charity mm. thing? Everybody's doing it. We like it, obviously. Um, continue to do that. But that's how come other organizations don't have that? I think sometimes they do, but the Atlanta Braves make sure to point that out when they sign guys. He's giving 1% back to our foundation. Marketing, man. I like it. Will Myers goes to the Reds. Kurt Casale goes to the Reds. Mm, friends. Yeah, Will Myers follows the warehouse games, so maybe he's a big Forgotten Rotten fan. Maybe he's a big, ba maybe he's a big baggage fan. We don't know, Will. Who do you either, like? Either loves us or hates us. Feels like a we got ice guy. Matt but Carpenter to the Padres. Good for him. Made his way back into baseball. Used the Yankees as a little launching pad. Had a great 
80 games or something or 60 games. Got a Two nice year. little bag for a guy yeah. that was out of baseball. Yeah. Not bad. Conforto goes to the Giants. Two-year deal, $36 million. I want to close off the Padres there. They signed Seth Lugo, too, who the Mets talked about him starting for years, and right now they're slated to have him start. Just interested to see what that looks like. I mean, at age 33, it, it feels like kind of tough when you've been mostly bullpen, but when his curveball's right, it's one of the most fun pitches to watch in baseball, so interested to see if they tap into something there. How many years did they sign him for? Uh, the Lugo contract. I thought the Padres were going to get pitching because they they have a lot. Two years, out. fifteen mil. I mean, I think the Padres are going to try and extend some of their pitchers now with Musgrove, Darvish, Snell all coming off the books next year. Well, or Musgrove they extend. Musgrove, yeah, yeah, Darvish and Snell both come off right because Lugo is a player option also for the second year. You've attacked this window offensively, so either they love the free agent class next year for starting pitchers. They were spending so much money offering all these guys money and getting offense, but, like, you have good pitching for this year. But it, it could be gone. One of the big storylines for the Padres this year, and it's kind of individual, is is Juan Soto. I believe he's it's a walk year for him, right? He can opt out, but I think he's not going to opt out. I think he's going to see what Otani gets, and then I don't. I think he can opt out. Ah, we did this whole conversation. Through 2024. Through 2024. So he's going to look at what Otani gets. Okay. God, he's so young. I can't can't (laughs) fucking believe it. I can't believe I just looked. I was like, oh my gosh. Yep. Uh, Taylor Rogers joins his brother, Tyler Rogers, in the San Francisco bullpen. So their parents are incredibly happy. That's fun. That is fun. Both throw kind of weird, right? Twins, Twins Giants yeah. bullpen. That feels like should rotate saves. That's Gabe Kapler porn right there. Uh, is he gonna mess that up? Like, fuck, which, which one am I calling in right now? Which one is he? Taylor, Tyler. Oh, man. that'd be fun. We can yeah. do that in the season yeah. once. Yeah. Uh, I think cool. one's lefty, one's righty, right? Yeah. Uh, and they do. I, helps. I've said it before. They play this game where they try to fuck with people and like act like the other person. Are they, they mirror they twins? Try to do it to me. Because one's righty, one's lefty. You guys ever read about mirror twins? They think that they're better than regular twins. Oh. They're like, they think they're like the fucking crop, the crim, the crim of twins. Mm. These are pretty good twins right here. They've both yeah, they've got a pretty good one argument. One needs to be a lefty, one needs to be a righty. They're, yeah, okay. Uh, Corey Kluber continues his AL East one-year tour. One year with the Yankees, one year with the uh, Rays. He goes to the Red Sox now. I liked him for the Orioles more if he continued. I talked a lot about him continuing this tour. I liked him in the Orioles uh, with that deep wall. Instead, he gets the shallow wall, and no one cares about this. I care about it. No, you don't. Hot. What else we got? Tucker Barnhart goes to the Cubs, also going to the compound, chatting with those guys Mm. tonight, I think. Drew Smiley goes to the Cubs. Eric Hosmer close to a deal with the Cubs. Friend Trevor May goes to the A's. And they just got... Oh, no, that was then. Where did um, Dom Smith go? Nats. Nats. Jolly was predicting one or the other. The Athletics of the East this year. No, I, oh, gosh. What did you just say? I think the only other big thing is our guy Gene. Gene Segura, two years, 17 to the fish. People have been rumoring. Well, we always do fish trade rumors because they got the pitching depth. Now they've kind of got an extra infielder between Jazz, Miggy Rowe, and Joey Wendell. Um, so one of those guys, we could see them in a trade soon. You know, we heard, we had heard some of the weird stuff in, in Jazz during the regular season. I mean, he's the guy that's got the most... Value there, but this team's always needed hitting, so I, I don't know. I just I look forward to some Gene highlights having fun in Miami. Yeah, Miggy Rose on a one-year deal, and they he was rumored to be part of that trade with Pablo last time. So They have so much pitching in Miami. So much starting pitching, and that is like gold. And like, what's going on, dude? Like, do something, Miami. Like, it makes me upset. Like, the Miami Marlins should be a premier franchise in baseball. They really should. Like, Miami's awesome. 
you have all this pitching. Like, go, like, figure it out. Like, let's do it. Come on. The Heat are, like, the number one destination in the NBA. <laughs> like, you go through their history. Guys seek out playing for the Miami Heat, and the Marlins are just... There's a lot to like about it. Living in Miami, no state income tax. Like, they have a leg up on, on competitors for those reasons, and they just can't figure it out. And it makes me pretty upset. Go stop the the uniforms stink too. Mm. I know oh. I get in trouble when I say that. I like but. their uniforms for them. If that makes sense. They're working from some good colors. I don't know. So figure it out. Maybe I'm off on that. Who's this new just, prospect? I'm just mad they at them. They got their number one is a 19 year old in Double A, Yuri Perez. That's fun. Mm. That's fun. I think he's next, right? Yeah, but I don't think it's. He would have to jump up because, but that when as soon as he graduates to being close to MLB ready, that's when they officially take like Pablo or um, not Sandy, but uh, someone else and bounce him out for this guy. Six, eight, 19 years old. Oh, so he's got six, some, eight. He's got some, he's got aging to go. Go twirling. Them kid. tall guys take forever. <laughs> Too much body. Hot take trade Sandy. Sorry. Wow. Trade him. You're wearing it. He's throwing more innings than anybody else in the league. Haven't you heard my new pitch? Peak of value. I don't know, man. Trades don't work. Dirt don't hurt. Prospects stink. Hmm. I don't want them to trade Sandy, but they need need offense. Win with Sandy, Trev. I thought you were a fan of a PA. Then go. What are they going to do, James? Who's left in free agency? They missed out on all that. Like, they, did they not know free agency was happening? Yeah, that's why everyone left. Sounds like they're actively shopping their non-Sandy pitching depth to try to get get a, get a bat. A lot of J names. Gene, Jazz, Jorge, Joey, yeah. Jacob, Jesus, John. Damn. Mm. That's a lot. Jared Cooper. Jared Cooper. Javisale. That's a cool that one. That one fell. That's a cool one. You know who's oddball? Brian De La Cruz. You're out. Traded. Otherwise, it's J's and G's across the board. Gene, Jazz, Garrett, Garcia, George, Joey, Jacob, Jesus, John. Don't trade Sandy. I didn't mean that. I just okay. I'm I'm a little upset with you guys. I don't know. Maybe with you're the us Rangers. Or the or the Marlins. The Marlins. That was scary. JT Shagua. That's all the baseball news. Hopefully we get something else. And it's exciting. Correa to the Marlins. Wow. Make it happen. Why not? Why not? not? Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. Jake, your final parting words. Uh, I hope everyone has a nice couple of days. Justin Turner should have signed back with the Dodgers. What is he doing with the Dodgers? Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.